Welcome to A Beggar Who Found Bread. I'm Brad Alexander, your host and beggar. I found bread and I want others to join me in being heirs of eternity through the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua. This episode, My Inheritance. You can credit the Scorpions with the title to this one. Their song, My Inheritance, actually goes back to 1974. Kind of before the Scorpions were even really the Scorpions, if you know what I'm saying. So the Scorpions are out of Germany with Klaus Meine on vocals, Matthias Jabs, and Rudolf Schenke on guitar. And if you don't like my fake German accent, well, you'll just have to get over it. I am of German descent, yo. So, yeah. I don't know what that means. Anyway, Rudolf is brothers, actually, with Michael Schenker, who played guitar for the band UFO. And then he started his own group, the Michael Schenker Group. That, and that band actually caught the unfortunate acronym of MSG, Michael Schenker Group. And, of course, that's the same acronym for monosodium glutamate. And many Asian restaurants will boast in America, no MSG added. Because, you know, MSG contributes to heart disease and other bad stuff. So I don't know if that had anything to do with the lack of popularity of MSG, the Michael Schenker group. But I digress. Brothers Michael and Rudolph actually have quite a bit of sibling rivalry over their respective musical careers. And it's kind of sad because, as you know, love is not a game. Probably two of you got that reference. And that's okay. Because as we know, it's not about the music. It's not even about the MSG. It's about the message, my inheritance. When we think about inheritances, typically we think of a relative passing away and leaving something behind for family members. Usually money, property, possessions, stakes in a business, or other interests. In scripture, inheritance is discussed frequently. Now, in the natural, the portions that are distributed to the children and the double portion of, of property and belongings typically went to the firstborn, though that did not always happen, as we have seen. You can dig through, dig through the scriptures and see that. But then there is also spiritual inheritance as well. What Adonai has promised his people. Um, one example we can find in Psalm 82, part of Israel's inheritance is the nations. And this, along with Isaiah 53 and verse 12, I believe to be referring to the people of the nations who will be grafted into Israel through Messiah Yeshua. And there is a lot more to that. But for today, I'd like to look at the inheritances of the tribes of Israel and see some present-day application um, for those who are in Messiah. And if you want to read through um, what Jacob had promised each of his, his sons who represent the tribes, you can do that. That's, uh, that's in Genesis verses or chapters uh, 49 and 50, I believe. So you can dig, you can dig through that. But let's take a look in the book of Joshua. Joshua 18, we see the land is being divided up. They have arrived in the promised land. And so the land's being divided up between the tribes. They are directed as to which group, which tribe gets what area. This is their inheritance as they have come to that promised land. Verse 7 says something interesting regarding the inheritances of God's people. Joshua 18 and verse 7, But the Levites have no portion among you. 
for the priesthood of Adonai is their inheritance. So the Levites don't get their own portion of earthly inheritance. Huh. Well, that doesn't seem equitable, does it? That doesn't seem quite fair. Well, let's dig into this a little bit more. Take a look in the book of Numbers, chapter 18, and we'll start at verse 20. Adonai said to Aaron, You will have no inheritance in their land, nor share among them. I am your portion and your share among the children of Israel, Benai Israel. See, I have given all the tithes in Israel to the sons of Levi as an inheritance in return for all the work of the service they are doing in the tent of meeting. From now on, the children of Israel, Benai Israel, must never trespass the tent of meeting or they will bear the consequences of their sin and die. The Levites will perform the service of the tent of meeting. They will bear the responsibility for their iniquity. It is a permanent ordinance throughout your generations. So among Benai Israel, they are to receive no inheritance. The tribe of Levi comes through Aaron. And so when you see in scripture references to being a son of Aaron, that's speaking of being a Levite, part of the tribe of Levi. So back in verse 6 of Numbers 18, we read that Adonai has given the priests as a gift to his children, to the other tribes. The priests are a gift to them. I want to get a couple more references in here. Deuteronomy 18, beginning at verse 1. The Levitical priesthood, Kohanim, all the tribe of Levi, are to have no portion or inheritance with Israel. They are to eat the offerings made to Adonai by fire as his inheritance. They will have no inheritance among their brothers. Adonai is their inheritance just as he promised them. So, while the priests have no earthly inheritance among the people, Adonai is their inheritance. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, while folks get land and possessions and stuff and, and monies and things of value, the inheritance of the priests is Adonai. And that, to me, is much more desirable. I hope you would agree with that. Even as Yeshua said in Matthew 5 that the meek shall inherit the earth, I don't think that what he's talking about has anything to do with capturing large plots of property in the here and now, but rather he's referring to his kingdom as he has promised, God has promised through his word, that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. But I digress. Let's go back. A few more scriptures on the priests. Joshua 13 and let's look at verse 14. Only to the tribe of Levi he gave no inheritance. The fire offerings of Adonai, God of Israel, are his inheritance, as he spoke to him. We see again, no inheritance for the priests, but they do receive the sacrifices offered to Adonai Elohim. You can learn a little bit more about that on the My Sacrifice episode, if you like. Deuteronomy verse ten, or chapter 10 and verse 9. Therefore, Levi has no portion or inheritance with his brothers. Adonai is his inheritance, just as Adonai your God has promised about him. Deuteronomy chapter 12, verses 11 and 12. Then the place 
Adonai your God chooses to make his name dwell, there you are to bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings and your sacrifices, your tithes, the offering of your hand, and all your finest vow offerings that you vow to Adonai. Then you will rejoice before Adonai your God, you and your sons and daughters, your slaves and maids, and the Levite in your towns, for he has no portion or inheritance among you. So, we see the inheritance of the priests has nothing to do with earthly possessions. It, their, their inheritance is Adonai. So the focus of the priests is to be solely and completely on Adonai Elohim, the Lord our God. They do not worry about their provision, food, shelter, clothing. Right? Look at Matthew 6, thinking about that. Adonai provides they stay engaged in serving Jehovah God, Adonai Elohim. So I want to be cautious and I want to be respectful here. Uh, most important, I want to share what I believe God has spoken through his word. I want to be scripturally accurate. So let's take a look at Exodus 19, starting at verse 5. Now then, if you listen closely to my voice and keep my covenant, then... You will be my own treasure from among all people, for all the earth is mine. So as for you, you will be to me a kingdom of priests, Kohanim, and a holy nation. These are the words which you are to speak to the children of Israel, Benai Yisrael. In Isaiah 61, which is a messianic prophecy, we read the first part of verse 6, which says, But you will be called the priests, Kohanim of Adonai. They will speak of you as the ministers of our God. And then we can jump to 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. This one is familiar, and it references these other two passages that we just read. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So here we have three witnesses from Scripture that God wants his people to be a priesthood. In Messiah Yeshua, this is who we are, proclaiming the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, which is prophesied in Isaiah chapter 42. So where I am careful, not wanting to overstep my bounds is regarding the tribe of Levi, because many hold to the understanding that there is no present day Levitical priesthood. And the Levites are a specific people group genetically through the line of Aaron. So, if I say we, present day Jew and grafted in Gentiles in Messiah, are the current Levitical priests, some folks are going to be up in arms about that big time. And I think Rico Cortez would probably want to punch me in the throat for saying such a thing. And listen, I've got mad respect for Rico Cortez. I highly recommend you check him out. As to expertise on the temple and temple ceremonies, I honestly do not know of anyone better. What he shares regarding all that in light of Yeshua is it's inspiring and it is incredible. And I really do. I encourage you to check him out, Rico Cortez, when you get time. So 
as to followers of Messiah being priests. I believe this to be our role in present times. Now, we talk about there being no Levitical priesthood these days, and there is no no present-day structure temple. We, as the Apostle Paul spells out, we are the temple. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of God. The Apostle Paul says that. In a couple of different in a couple of different uh, letters, so you can dig in and study that. As I always encourage you, please study to show yourselves approved of God. Don't take my word for stuff. So, common folks in the time that there that the temple stood, the common folks or even the tabernacle weren't allowed into into the temple. But when Yeshua was crucified. The temple curtain, the veil, was torn in two, giving us access to the holy place, which is where priests could enter. The high priest could go into the holy of holies. This is where Yeshua has gone on our behalf as our great high priest. I really encourage you, please listen to the final curtain episode for more on that, because I know many people believe that we have access to the holy of holies. Uh, that's for the high priest, and Yeshua is very well spelled out in Scripture as our great high priest. That is where he is and where he goes. That's where Yeshua ever lives to make intercession for us in the true Holy of Holies. There's even a popular song that's called Take Me Into the Holy of Holies, and, and which I believe is only accurate in the sense that Yeshua has gone in on our behalf, presenting himself as our sacrifice. So he takes us in to the Holy of Holies in, in light of that, in light of the sacrifice he has made and in light of his intercession on our behalf. For us, I believe scripture bears out, we have access to the holy place as his priests. Now, as a royal priesthood, what is our inheritance? I believe as these priests, our inheritance is what has been promised to the priesthood throughout the generations and throughout scriptures. Adonai. Adonai is our inheritance. Hallelujah. Our focus should be on serving Adonai Elohim, the Lord our God. He is our inheritance. Nothing else compares. So we need to stop living like this world is our inheritance or our forever home. And I know that I come around to this point often. But in the, in the parable of the sower, what is it that chokes out the word of Adonai? It is the cares of this world. And we get too wound up in the cares of this world. Too often we focus on all the things of this world and it takes away from our priestly duties of praising the one who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And as we lift him up, Yeshua said it, praising him and lifting him up as we lift up Yeshua, he will draw all men to him. So we need to focus on that. If Adonai is our inheritance, what do the things of this world matter? And as I say that, I absolutely believe we are to be good stewards over the resources God provides us. Yes, absolutely. The earth, our children, finances, belongings, the stuff uh, that we get, we're supposed to be good stewards over it. But we, we do so to honor him, the creator of all. It is not to put our faith in these things. 
We don't put our faith in, in the stuff of this world because it's all going to melt. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. This one doesn't, this, what, where we're living now, this does, it pales in comparison to what God is going to do for us. So if we know Adonai is our inheritance, we ought not panic if we think we are losing things of this world. Oh no, it's all, it's going away. It's going away. Think about Job. He lost everything and continued praising Adonai. And in the moment where he, he finally stepped out and, and kind of questioned God, he questions God for all the struggles he's been going through. God calls him out. Where were you when I created the earth? And, and on and on it goes. Yehovah, God, wants us to trust him alone. Regardless of our situation or station in life, he wants us to trust him. And there are many who call themselves followers of Messiah, Christians, who behave just like the prodigal son in the parable that, you, that Yeshua told. That guy, that son, wanted his inheritance and he wanted it now. He didn't want to wait. He wanted it all and he wanted it now. And in asking his father for his share before it's time, he basically told his father, you are dead to me. I want my inheritance now. It's more important to me than my relationship with you. Give me my stuff. Give me my money. And so many think that the money the wealth, houses, cars, possessions of this world are part of our inheritance, calling them the blessings of God. Look how much stuff I have. I must be blessed. Look how blessed I am. Be careful. And I'm, I'm careful not to, not to uh, um, I, I don't want to discount God's hand in providing for his people because he does that. I understand that. And I understand he, provi- he provides for his people. He is our provider. But I think we need to be careful when we start accumulating so much stuff and, and determining that is how we know we are blessed. Because look how big my house is, look how new my car is, on and on. Okay, If we're going to confuse the blessings of God, the riches of Adonai, with stuff made by man on this earth, then enjoy your inheritance now, claiming it before it's time. Because we, we sell ourselves short, we sell him short, and, and, and in a sense, what, what we're saying, if and when we do that, God is dead to us, and I would rather have the riches of this world than the inheritance he has for me, the true inheritance, which he is the inheritance of his royal priesthood. So, and I realize I have shared this sentiment in the past as well, and some of y'all kind of scare me with your politics, okay? And there's, there's a couple different episodes you can listen to on it. And I, I, I don't want to belabor this point. I am grateful for those around me because I'm encouraged by, by many who help, me, help keep me sane through all the, the politics that, uh, that are just bantered, bantered about uh, in our society. But I'll tell you what I was hearing leading up to this most recent election, and, and, and it happens during every election cycle. The names change, but the attitude is the same. And, and in this most recent election, I want to tell you what I was hearing. I was hearing, we have no king but Trump. Or, we have no king but Biden. People pledging their earthly allegiance to these earthly leaders, and in doing so, 
and in doing loudly and so vehemently. Just as the people crying out at Yeshua's trial, we have no king but Caesar, they deny the king, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when we call someone else our king. So, so in the same way, when those folks were crying out, we have no king but Caesar, they were denying the kingship of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Adonai, Elohim. He, God, has always desired to be the king of his people, who we are in Messiah. We want to be like all the other nations, and we want to have a person to rule over us, just as they did when Saul was made the first king over Israel. Let's yield to the kingship of the all-sufficient one, El Shaddai, through his son Yeshua, the king of kings. Regardless of the outcome of any election, government overthrow, whatever. He is king. He is on the throne. And it's like I posted on Facebook. Hey, I refreshed the Bible app on my phone. God's still on the throne. Let us continue in our priestly duties, offering the sacrifice of praise to Adonai. Let us live as he has called us to live in his word, his Torah of truth. He has provided us access to the holy place through the sacrifice of Messiah Yeshua. He has saved us by grace through faith for good works in Yeshua. And as born again believers filled with his spirit, let's follow him knowing Adonai is our inheritance. Nothing else should distract us. Nothing else of this world can compare He is our inheritance. To partake in this inheritance, one must repent before Adonai, the Lord our God, turning away from breaking his law, the law of God, turning away from that and accepting that he has offered the perfect sacrifice, his son, Yeshua, on our behalf, atoning for our sin. That is his grace, what he has done for us. We repent, we turn from our lawless ways to live lawful ways in Messiah, returning to God to be reconciled to him through Yeshua. As his children and royal priesthood, we have an incomprehensible inheritance. It is unable to be fully understood by our finite minds what God is doing. Adonai is our inheritance. Nothing else compares. Thank you for giving me your time. I am just a beggar. I found bread, the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua, and I want others to know where to find it. So let's go out and give them heaven. Shalom.